My phone has connected to Children's Church's uh, pro presenter, not this one, so I could really mess them up this morning, but uh, I want to encourage you to connect to a small group. Um, our Sunday school class, I feel like, is really beginning to gel and beginning to connect, and we're having some very funny discussions. For some reason, we had last week a discussion of a two-seated outhouse. Why would someone need two seats? Well, not when you're sitting next to each other. So we were having the discussion. I don't know how we got on. We got on, on to an outhouse, then someone brought up a two-seated, and then someone came in later, and we just brought up the funny discussion and they had one on their property, a two-seated outhouse on their property. So then, huh? Y'all had a two-seated, two-seater? Oh, there y'all are. Uh, so they sent me a picture of it this week, so we've still been uh, talking about the two-seated outhouse. And it needs some repair, and I think y'all should repair it. <laughs> So, you don't get that in big service. You need to connect with one another. You need to be able to share your stories and your challenges and your things that you're walking through. And next thing you know, the person next to you is going through it too or is, has been through it or um, has an answer or a connection. And, and you wind up building friendships. And church is so much more than just what goes on on stage. It's about you. It's about you and your life and what you're walking through and being able to get support, um, being able to connect as the body of Christ. We are so much more powerful when we're connected uh, than when we're not. So uh, for marriages, for uh, children, for families, um, get connected to small groups. Um, find a small group to connect to, whether it's uh, one of the lunch groups. Um, as you saw, I mean, I could hardly keep up with what Pastor Justin was saying. Uh, you can't. You need to go back to YouTube and watch it again or get, a, get our bulletin or connect. The women by themselves are connecting three times on Monday. So, women, if y'all are fussing about not having a way to connect, you got three chances Monday. Morning, noon, and night. Wasn't it morning? Yeah. So, connect. Um, all right, we're going to wrap up uh, the series on fighting, fighting the enemy, knowing your enemy. Um, and I want to go back to, uh, back to the scripture that we've started with. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 7. When the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. We've been talking throughout this series about how to walk with God. The children of Israel had just been delivered, not really just been, it was 40 years prior, had been delivered from slavery, from Egypt, from Pharaoh. 
um, the mass exodus of the children of Israel walking through the water, walking through uh, dry land, through the water, um, through the sea, into the desert, free of uh, slavery, and immediately challenges face them and they want to go back. Um, there's, no, there's nothing good behind you. We must move forward. God's calling you forward, not backward. God never calls you backward. He calls you forward. And he leads your steps. Those steps are forward. They're not backward. And so many times we want to look back, and it may look better, but it isn't. And the children of Israel literally said, we would have been better off in slavery. Why did you bring us out here? Because there weren't enough graves to bury us? We were better off back there in slavery. No, they weren't. They weren't. But how many of you know sometimes you get a little bit of breakthrough, you get a little bit of progress going in the right direction, and challenge starts off, shows up, and you want to run back? It's comfortable back there at home. It's comfortable back there where, where you know the routine, even though it may be completely devastating and detrimental and toxic. It's not. We must move forward. And God says, okay, we're finally ready to move forward. Here are the enemies that you're going to face. And church on the hill, you're going to face enemies. Even after you've been delivered. You walk this altar and so many people were getting prayer this morning. The Spirit of God is here and God is wanting to answer you. You've made the first step of saying, okay, I've got a challenge. God says, okay, great. I know that challenge and I needed you to talk about it. It says confess your sin, confess your issues one to another. Make known your requests before God, even though he already knows them. Make them known. Why? Because you're getting it out of your mouth and addressing, God, I can't handle this. I'm saying it out of my mouth. I can't handle this situation. God says, okay, we'll start walking forward and I will walk with you. I will not forsake you. I am faithful if you will walk with me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light, but you've got to get yoked with me. If you will yoke with me, nothing is impossible. If God is for us, who can be against us? That challenge that you're facing, walk up to me, walk up to it in the yoke with me. And we're going to get through it. And God's word says you're not only going to get through it, you're going to get through it better off than when you showed up beforehand. Amen. There's a reward at the other end. So here we sit and we face these enemies. And if you go back to the Hebrew and look at what each of these mean, if you don't mind, let's quickly go through these. The Hittite means a spirit of fear, a spirit of dread and intimidation. Next one. The Gergeshite is a learning disorder. It's a spirit of... of, of um, not being able to learn, and I don't mean it's because you're dumb. I don't mean it's because you think you're not smart. It's a spirit that keeps you from receiving. I can tell you, I have battled this one. No matter how many people are coming to me to give me wisdom, I'm not receiving it. Have you ever tried to talk to somebody that will not receive? A wall gets put up. I believe it's this spirit that wants to get in the way of us having breakthrough. The Amorite, thank you, Savannah. A spirit of pride, big one. 
We really battle it. Next one, the Canaanite, which is a spirit of compromise. The Perizzite, which is a spirit um, of power and control. The Hivite is a spirit of depression. The Jebusite, the last one, a spirit of deception and discouragement. Go and look these up in a Strong's Concordance. Don't take my word for it. The children of Israel faced these literal people. We face these spirits. We face these challenges. It talks about in Scripture that the battle that we have is in our mind. It is a battlefield of the mind that wants to take us out and take us down and bring division between marriages, bring division between church members, bring division between parents and children, bring division between you and your boss, bring division between you two. Because a nation divided against itself will not stand. Husbands and wives, you must get on the same page. Doesn't mean you agree about everything. Me and my wife do not agree about everything. But we are on the same page. We walk through these things together. The Lord is depending on us to defeat the enemies in our land so that we can be a part of expanding the kingdom of God. God doesn't say, Hey, church on the hill, I'll go out here and I'll defeat all these enemies and you just walk in and just enjoy. Nope, he says, when I deliver these enemies to you, go in and conquer them. Don't leave anything alive and don't marry them. In fact, it's hard to marry something that's dead. Right? If it's dead, you can't marry it. Only then will he come and establish his eternal kingdom on this earth. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 12. But this man, capital M in my translation. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. He is waiting for us to have victory. God is expecting us to take his provision and go out here and war for him and for his kingdom. He has equipped us to go out here and whip the devil, and he's waiting for us to do it. I think a challenge that we have is we're waiting for God to do it. God would say, no, 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 I did it. My part's done. Now you just have to walk it out. Go walk out what I've called you to do. It's all, it's all done. Just go do it. Acts chapter 3 verse 20. That he may send Jesus Christ who has preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of rest, the restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. The restoration of all things which God has spoken... It's done. It's, if you remember that we, uh, back in the Deuteronomy, it says to occupy until he comes. We cannot drive out these enemies with a passive, non-aggressive attitude. We must have the zeal of the Lord when it comes to obtaining victory over anyone or anything that opposes God within his kingdom. Why? Because they're bigger than us. They're mightier than us. We can't handle them on our own. 
So this is a little precursor to what we're going to go into in the next few weeks. How do we, what is the strategy of our victory? We've talked about these enemies. Now we need to start talking about how to go walk this out. It's one thing to say, hey, there's spirits of depression, there's spirits of pride, there's spirits of fear out there. Well, thanks for telling me. Now, how do we drive it out? Right? Anybody care? We must drive them out. God says to go occupy. So how do we drive them out? Just as a precursor. First, we cannot hide or cover ourselves. We've got to confess our sin. You know what confess means? A biblical confess or a spiritual confess, it means to agree with the word. It means to agree, confession means to agree with the word. When the Holy Spirit reveals one of these enemies in our lives, we must not side with our enemy by protecting or defending our actions or lifestyle. We've got to make a clear distinction between ourselves and the enemy that is trespassing on our land. They are not our friends. They must be driven out. Have you ever had to drive anything out of your house before? Um, Elizabeth last night found a tick on our dog. And she did not rest until that tick was gone. That is no different if you were to find a rat in your kitchen. Would you just let it pull up a seat at dinner? Give it a little place? Thank you. It's in the wrong place at the wrong time. And there should be no rest until it's gone. Right? Why would we treat anything of sin, anything that would hinder us or hurt us any different? Yet we let it stay. In fact, we let it make camp and, and infect our children, our family, our lives, our church. And we nurse that thing like a baby nurses its mama. Have you ever heard the expression Elizabeth likes to use this, nursing a grudge? nursing a grudge you know what you're doing you are tightening the chains around yourself that thing should be treated the same as a rat in the kitchen driven out not to come back so we don't cover we don't cover second we rely on the victory that Jesus has already won for us on the cross He's already defeated all principalities and powers. Did you hear me? He's already defeated all principalities and powers. The war has been done. The war is over. We just have to walk it out. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. The war has already been fought and won. We must simply enforce the Lord's defeat over our enemies. 
don't, don't tune me out. We've got real battles at home. And uh, like Nacho Libre said, I want to win. I'm tired of losing. If you've ever seen that movie, it's the dumbest movie ever. I don't know that I can recommend it. But he's a monk that becomes a wrestler. And he's getting paid, but he's getting paid to lose. And he finally decided, I want to win. I want, and he's Hispanic, and I want to win. Church, enough losing. Enough losing family members, enough losing marriages, enough losing financial issues, enough. God doesn't lose. Enough. Don't sit here and not be changed. We are praying diligently as a worship team and uh, Elizabeth and me and uh, a deacon board that the Lord would change us. That we would be transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ. Be changed. We desire to be changed. Not play some game. There's enough church games out here. There's churches everywhere. Enough church games going on. No church game. I don't want to play a church game. I want to win. I want to see you win. The word of God tells me I win, but so many times we turn around and we're losing. God, what are you doing? And God would say, Paul, what are you doing? I did it. I've done it for you. Walk with me and talk with me. He lives. I don't know the words. I know a little bit of it. I grew up in the Baptist church singing all those hymns. I can remember just enough to get me going. I know the tune. Okay. That was your hymn for the day. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You might at the first say, well, we're not really battling scorpions and uh, serpents. But then he ties it together and says, any of your enemy. If it's your enemy... I've given you the power over it. You have the power to walk through your challenge with victory. Why? Because you have the Spirit of Christ in you. Do you know how powerful you are? Do you know how powerful your words are? We, and finally, we must use the Word of God as a weapon to drive these enemies out of our lives. Now, this is where we're going to be going over the next few weeks. Ephesians chapter 6. This is just one piece of it. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is what? 
the word of God. Now, does it say the enemy won't shoot fiery darts at you? No, in fact, it says just the opposite. It says he's going to. And you'll be able to quench them. The enemy is going to shoot darts at you. You will be able to quench them. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. When Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness, do you know what he defeated him with? The Word of God. If Jesus needed to use the Word of God to defeat Satan, how much more do we need to use the Word of God? Do you hear me? Getting mad at the devil and saying, get out devil, doesn't work. You must use the word of God. He doesn't listen to the word of Paul. He listens to the word of God. God is not watching over the word of Paul waiting to perform it. He's watching over his word waiting to perform it. He's waiting with a loaded gun just ready to pull the trigger the second you start speaking his word. Just as real as the water parted for Moses. When you speak, water parts. When you speak God's word, mountains melt. Mountains move. I can shout at my mountain all day and it won't do anything. But when I speak God's word, mountains tremble. Hills melt like wax. In the presence of the Lord. Jesus said to Satan, It is written. Jesus, out of his own mouth, quoted God's word. How much more do we need to use the same tactic? Remember, That the children of Israel only defeated their natural enemies when they followed the Lord's strategy for that nation. We must hear from God on how to go up against these seven nations because they are mightier than us. The victory is yours. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the, in the heavenly places. Therefore, therefore what? What is it therefore? Because of what we're facing, take the whole armor of God that you will be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Revelation 12:11 They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. We must war according to God's word, according to God's spirit, according to his instruction and stop trying to war with our own strategy. Let's do this together. Over the next few weeks we're going to be looking at the armor of God and how to take those weapons and war against your enemies. Go with me. Let's go together. 
Let's connect together and let's have some victory. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.